Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Joan Jett with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Wait, it's not just Bax, Steve and Dave. It's Massachusetts Broadcasting Hall of Famer Bax. Steve and Dave. And then Steve. Yeah, well, uh, is that one old guy done talking yet? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to talk about that. Yeah, no, we'll, later we'll, on. We'll, uh, we'll be talking about that uh, a couple of times, I would think, today. Well, or the long-winded woman as well. She, yeah. She there went was, way there was, over. There was, uh, yeah. there was a couple of that. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. We'll get to... Uh, you we'll, did great on that count, by the way. Well, thank you. I was, uh, <laughs> I was given very specific instructions, <laughs> and I may have been one of the few people to actually follow them. You were the only one to follow them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yesterday was the Hall of Fame in, uh, induction ceremony at the uh, Broadcasters Hall of Fame. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Cadre Ishmael uh, from the Baltimore Ravens broadcast team. Uh, we'll be talking to him after 8 o'clock because the, uh, the Patriots are taking on the Ravens this weekend. You'll hear that game right here on Rock 102. Sweet. It's 536. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. New England Peak. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 in Rush. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Well, fall's here. We're not even going to hit 60 for the high today, but at least there's lots of sunshine. We got that going for us. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Oh, yeah, I got to push that button. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. More than uh, 1,600 of Betty White's possessions are on the auction block from now until Sunday, and BuzzFeed made a list of some of the most random items. You ready? Mm. Sure. A vintage RCA TV with a remote and an antenna on top. I'll take it. Betty's Disney VHS collection. I'll take it. The white clamshell boxes, you remember those? I sure do. Oh, yeah, those were the... Remember they charged you like $100 for a VHS tape? Those were the days. Uh, Vintage leather baby shoes. We can't use those. A nun doll. I'll take that, too. Betty's board game collection, featuring the home edition of Password, of course, which was hosted by her late husband, Alan Ludden. That's a collector's item right there. I had a sex dream about Betty White recently. Dave... You have burned a hole in my mind's eye that I will never, ever be able to run away from. The weird thing is, it was a young Betty White. No, that's not weird. <laughs> but a young Betty White would have meant that you would have been nine. Uh, that's the weird part. Mm-hmm. And? Turned out pretty good. I mean, I, I don't have anything else. It was, just, it was like apropos of nothing. It was weird. It was strange. But... There it is. Did she uh, did she like when you did anything weird to her or what? There was nothing. It was it was uh, it was a, a what you might call a normal or within the realm of normalcy. Let's put it that yeah. way. Coming from you? Yeah. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting uh, tidbit, Dave. Hey, I appreciate what can I say? Contributing I mean, to that. It happened. There it is. Did you, did you, was it missionary? Uh, how, did, um, how did it, how did there it go? Were, it was, was there like a harness? Mm-hmm. No, there, no, to, no to both, actually. <laughs> All right. Huh. Um, I think it would be a, a cowboy type of position. Ah. Some would call it. Was there any uh, punching of donkeys involved or? Uh, All of your. Steaming of Cleveland? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. All of your Urban Dictionary references are lost on me, so I don't know. All right. I I guess I'll say I don't know. Spend the day looking some things up. Yeah, I will. Yeah. All right. Uh, So anyway, that's what's going on with Betty White's stuff. (laughs) Often when celebrities... Well, she's not doing anything with it. 
Often when uh, celebrities change their appearance for a role, the real-life consequences are less than ideal, like when Jared Leto or Leto uh, gained 67 pounds and got gout, or when Ariana Grande ruined her hair by dyeing it red for the show Victorious. I didn't know that she did that. I didn't know that either. Jim Carrey felt like he was being buried alive every day, getting his makeup done for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. He ended up working with a guy who teaches CIA operatives how to handle torture in order to get through it. That's... I had no idea. Well, I, me- I remember hearing like how it was l- so lengthy to get that outfit on because it was so elaborate with the makeup and everything. Mm. I didn't realize it was that bad. Torture? Yeah. That's when you don't take the <clears throat> role. <clears throat> Matt Damon had to pack on muscle for Jason Bourne and he didn't uh, enjoy the he didn't enjoy all the gym time and not being able to eat what he wanted. He goes, "It's not worth it. There's no way for anybody to live." That's yes, been well, my motto. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you made $20 million off the movie. I, I don't know. That part's the way to yeah, live. Yeah, see, that's the thing that would be worth it. Uh, Zach Efron had to drop down uh, to 5% body fat for Baywatch, and he was happy when filming was done. I don't ever want to be in that good of shape again. <laughs> it's probably a good idea. You'd ruin, you hurt your body that way. You man. do. Kanye West referred to himself as the co-creator of his children and said he's had uh, to fight to have a say in how they're raised. That hurts you when you have to, like, scream about what your kids are wearing. This is also the same person who said he didn't ever read a book in his life, either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well. Which, by the way, LeVar Burton... uh, I saw that too. Told him, uh, you know, kind of schooled him a little bit and said, Hey, your mom, wasn't your mom a teacher, an English teacher? I'm sure she's read a book or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure LeVar Burton could donate a couple of children's books yeah. to him just so he can kind of catch things up. Uh, you know what else is for sale? Rodney Dangerfield's yacht from Caddyshack Ooh. for the low, low price of $349,900. Hey, we're all going to get laid. It's a 60-foot 1979 striker, so it was brand new when they filmed. The movie came out in 1980, and it's still called Seafood, just like it was in the movie. The uh, boat has uh, had some work done to it and even comes with cardboard cut out of Rodney and other Caddyshack memorabilia. That's actually kind of cool. That is kind of cool, but how old? That was 1978? 1979. 1979. Yeah. yeah. That's an old boat. Uh, Terry Bradshaw's house is for sale as well, as long as we're doing that. He wasn't in Caddyshack, though. No. $22.5 for a 744-acre spread in Oklahoma. What a dump. Do you think these people sell these places because they can't afford to upkeep them? Or is it just like, oh, I'm going to go buy another $10 million to $20 million house somewhere else? Yes. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe at some point in your life you figured uh, downsizing makes a lot of sense. You know, Terry Bradshaw is a guy in his 70s. He, you think he wants to clean a house that's mm. 7,000 square feet? If you have that much money to buy that much of a house, don't you think you'd have somebody to hire to, to come clean it? Yep. Maybe it's because you have that kind of house. You yeah. can't afford someone to come clean it. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of these like homes in Longmeadow, these like McMansions there, yeah. they're huge, but they're empty because the people can't afford the furniture to go inside of them. They don't tell you about that when you're signing the, the documents. No. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was asked to lose weight for the Jurassic World trilogy, but the director stood up for her, and it worked out because she didn't have to diet. She was able to do a lot of uh, her own stunts. How about that? No more losing weight for roles. I never felt she needed to lose weight for right. anything. She looked great, I thought. Yeah. Man. Jura- more like Jurassic Pork. Hey. Stop now. Ozzy Osbourne says he doesn't feel that the 2013 Black Sabbath album is a real bl- a Sabbath album. He wasn't happy with the production or the fact that drummer Bill Ward didn't participate. He says, quote, 
Who is that? That's Ozzy Osbourne. Uncanny. Yeah. He said, it wasn't a glorious period. It was an earth-shattering experience for me. Well, like, how much work does this guy have in him? Ozzy? To, to produce anything. Like, he looks like he's he's kind of just, uh, he wants to sit on the couch all day long. He, he, uh, he wants to jam as much in as his body will now allow. Is he going to get it. knighted at some point, or are they going to avoid him? I mean, like, he's huge, right? I mean, he's as big as, you know, Elton John or somebody like that, right? Uh, like, these guys are knighted. Is he going to get knighted or not? they go by, like, how the humanitarian work they've done yeah, over the years? It's, 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 I mean, I would think so. Uh, I mean, I would, I would, you know, bestow knighthood yeah. on him just for that sabotage record, which kicks so much ass. I mean, uh, licking your own, uh, uh, you know, uh, how do you put that? Uh, urine, I guess, yeah. off the pool deck yeah. would probably be. A- you know, Elton John did as much cocaine as Ozzy did. Right, but Elton John didn't snort ants or lick his own urine up off a pool. Well, that well, you I don't know. know you don't know yeah. that. You don't know. Well, and eating ba- eating bats and doing with bats could be considered like public service, I guess, too. Right? If you're talking about public service, right? Well, I don't know. It was a, I don't think he did it for the purposes oh. of uh, of saving anybody. All I think right. he thought it was a fake. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. When people come over to my house and they drink water out of my tap, I want them to say, ooh, this is crisp and refreshing, not, ooh, this is funky. No one should describe Dell. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, in the 30 years that I have worked for this company, I have only violated company policy six times. That works out to approximately one violation every five years. Now, I'd be happy to share some of the details of those violations with you, but I have a very strong policy towards plausible deniability. So, I'm going to keep those details to myself. However, I can tell you that under no circumstances I ever dipped my pen into the proverbian uh, inkwell. Because I know of, uh, I don't know of a single office that still uses inkwells. And two, despite my winning personality and astonishingly good looks, I'm happily taken and totally unavailable. But if you happen to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics and you just brought the team to their first NBA Finals in years... Should that give you the right to violate company policy? No, it does not. And that was why the Celtics have suspended head coach Ime Udoka for the entire upcoming season for allegedly having an inappropriate but apparently consensual relationship with a Celtic staff member. It was also suggested earlier in the day that the woman involved may have been the sister of one of these Celtics players, but apparently that has not been confirmed, and at this point it is merely an unsubstantiated rumor. What I can tell you is that Ime Udoka has been in a 12-year relationship and a seven-year engagement with award-winning actress Nia Long. Although I have my suspicions, that won't be for very long. Now, obviously, there are loads of details that have not been made available to the public, and the reason for this is it's largely none of our business. However, the Boston Celtics do begin their preseason schedule a week from Sunday. Nevertheless, I think when your employer has an anti-fraternization policy, then you're better off stealing office supplies like everybody else. Having sex with a co-worker at any pay grade has the possibility of creating an explosive hostile work environment. And I must tell you, it's really not that hard to not be involved with people at work. I've done it for years, and frankly, it's a piece of cake. And Ime Udoka should know that. And the assistant, Joe Mazzula, will be sitting in and warming his seat for the next 12 months 
also knows that because that's a guy who knows now how, how to not have sex with people. <laughs> but hey, in a my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're on your way to a big box orange store for Benjamin Moore paint. Well, I got to tell you, you're making a big mistake. It ain't going to be there because America's best paint is only sold at independent retailers with dedicated paint experts. Places like, oh, I don't know, Rocky's Ace Hardware. That's the place to go for Benjamin Moore paint. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Aerosmith. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I'm not getting out of the 50s today when it comes to the high temps, but we got lots of sunshine. Looking like a pretty good weekend as well. Uh, the Patriots are taking on the Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. Uh, Cadre Ishmael from the, Raven, the Ravens uh, broadcast team, former NFL player himself, uh, will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Uh, I'm reading this article last night. The uh, the NTSB, you know who they are, right? Mm, yes. Were they the ones who did uh, uh, what the was it? Uh, cut the cake. Cut the cake. Yes. Right. Uh, yes. Uh, you're thinking of uh, uh, what is it? Which one? Uh, New kids on the block. I think yes, that's right. That. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, the NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board, is recommending that all vehicles, new vehicles in the U.S., be required. To have blood alcohol monitoring systems that can stop an intoxicated person from driving. Mm -hmm. This is a horrible, horrible idea. It is a horrible idea. Uh, The recommendation, if enacted by the NHTS, uh, uh, could reduce the number of alcohol-related crashes, one of the biggest causes of highway deaths in the U.S. The push to make roads safer was included in a report released Tuesday about a horrific crash last year in which a drunk driver collided head-on with another vehicle near Fresno, California, killing both adult drivers and seven children. NHTSA said this week that roadway deaths in the U.S. are at crisis levels. Nearly 43,000 people were killed last year, the greatest number in 16 years as Americans returned to roads after pandemic stay-at-home orders. But how many of those were alcohol-related? See, they don't Mm -hmm. say that part. That's, that's, That's pretty important to include that in the number. Sure. Because it throws it throws the uh, the final number off because there could be a hundred different other reasons why somebody got into a deadly car accident, whether it's texting, stupidity, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea to put these things into everybody's vehicle, the reason why we do this to begin with is, you know, for, for like a repeat drunk driver, the repeat drunk driver has to put that thing into his mouth to either start the car and then continue to do that while you're driving. So this is what they don't say how this thing would work. Would you have to continue doing that while driving? Because then that would make it obsolete anyway, because if you didn't have to do that, what's to stop you from you know, blowing in at once, starting a car, then down in a fifth of pop-off? Well, mm-hmm. it, to me... Yep, good point. The, the, I mean, I understand, on one hand, I understand how people would you know, want this with the idea that they could reduce... A certain percentage of drunk driving accidents, and I can't can't argue against that. But for those people who are not drinking or who have or are under the uh, the blood alcohol level or the maximum, the uh, the the point oh two, this almost seems like a like almost like a punitive measure for them. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I mean, let's any as you know, any machine has the ability to break down. And malfunction. So now what happens if I'm sober as a judge? And I think if you know any judges, we're not talking all judges. But let's say I'm uh, I'm stone cold sober. Yeah. But there's a problem with this uh, with this machine. 
and I am not able to start my car. Well, then what do I do? See, that, that that's one of the issues that people are raising about this thing. Yes. And again, you're you're almost punishing people who have done nothing wrong. There are people out there that don't drink at all. Yeah. And what you know, you're going to make those people continue to blow into something as they continue driving because that's the way those things typically work. Oh, this know. is why I don't understand what, you know, what they're recommending for the thing, but it sounds like sounds like some company who sells these things is lobbying the government to go, hey, you know what? If you put these in all the cars, we'll hook you up. You know, I've never had one of these things in my cars. Yeah. Uh, any, any car I've uh, ever I've never been pulled over for uh, drunk driving. You know, knock on wood. I mean, I realize it's still time, but I haven't. But if you have been pulled over and these things are now in your car, yeah, aren't you paying for the installation for that in your car? Yes, that's included in the court cost that you... You agree, but you're still do. paying for it. You have to pay for it. Exactly. Each individual pays exactly, for it. Exactly, yeah. which, which lends itself very well to what you're saying. Right. Is this probably an agreement between the company that makes it yeah. and the state of That's Massachusetts exactly. that says, hey, well, how can we all profit off of this? This isn't even just Massachusetts. This is the entire country. They're yeah. talking every car manufacturer. And, you know, they did that with they did that with backup cameras. Remember, like, all of a sudden, like, I think it was 2015, by 2015, every new car that was produced or sold in this country had to have a rear backup camera to go with it. Right. Uh, that's more of a safety thing, mm -hmm. and I'm sure somebody made a crap load, load of money off that for yeah. the, whoever makes the backup cameras, but I can see that as a better requirement so you can see what's behind you when you're backing up because there's a lot of accidents that might have been prevented already because of backup cameras. Yeah, especially in Florida where uh, <clears throat> older folks sometimes use those recumbent bicycles. Very yeah. tough to see one of those, especially if they don't have the flags sticking up like six feet in the air. As for the device you're talking about, uh, it, look, if it prevents even a small percentage of vehicular homicides where some drunk driver kills somebody who's innocent, then... Maybe it's worth the safety precaution well, I, or whatever you put in. You and know? I can see your argument with mm -hmm. that. I can see somebody who, and you somebody who has lost somebody right. to a, a drunk driver. I mean, that is a horrible, horrible thing. Mm -hmm. And you probably feel like, yeah, you know what? Every person should have one of these things in their car. Yep. But the problem is it becomes more of a monetary grab Maybe. from the consumer versus what are the right ways to curb drunk driving? Right. What are the more proper ways and, I, and i'll tell you from having have gone through uh i i got an oui back in back in 2008 i was just before my 30th birthday mm -hmm. i i i got one and it, and i paid dearly for it monetarily mm -hmm. there was nothing about that process from beginning to end from you know from the time of the arrest to the time that, that the court thing was over to the time i got my license back that had anything to do with trying to help people to stop drinking. There was nothing. It was a money grab. You yeah. paid all of this money to go to there was a it was a it was a course that you had to take. It was like one night a week for like twelve weeks or something like that that you would go and they would explain to you the dangers of alcohol and all that stuff. But there's nothing really preventing people 
There's no effort on the state. There's no effort on the... The laws need to be changed. The laws need to be designed in order to help people rather than hurt people by just saying, well, this is going to cost you $5,000. Well, to an alcoholic, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you know, and, I, and people I, need to obey the laws, too. Well, that's, like, that's, like, that's also yeah. true. That's also true. But, you know, the, the other part of this is, right, so it's, it's 2022. Everyone I've known who's had to go through exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. uh, have all said uh, what a colossal, uh, expense and inconvenience it is to lose your license because of a DUI arrest. But that's it. But well, I want what I'm getting. Yeah. But I'm I'm getting to uh, somewhere yeah. with this. But in 2022, I don't care how drunk you may be, you have options that do not involve you getting behind the wheel of a car. If you're out and you're drunk, and you don't call an Uber. Which I think is more of a life-saving, yeah. uh, you know, expense than anything else. That is totally worth doing. Why anybody would get into their own vehicle drunk with though with with Uber and Lyft as potential options or a taxi cab? I just at, at this point I don't understand. The last the last time I may have uh, been slightly overserved, and it was a long time ago to be honest, because I uh, it, it's a long time ago. I took an Uber. Because it makes the most amount of sense. I'm going to get home safely, and I'm not going to cause uh, an accident, mm-hmm. nor am I going to get arrested for it. It's the right thing to do. And you know, I don't. And, and people will say, "Well, it's expensive to take an Uber." Not nearly as expensive as paying for an OUI arrest. Yeah. Well, that's and that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's even if the Uber cost you seventy five dollars, it's still just a small, small fraction of yeah. what you're going to have to pay when you go through this whole thing. That because cost me it, about $10,000. Yeah, cost, and, that, when, and that was what, 12 years ago? That was 2008. Ago. That was uh, longer than that, 14 years 14 ago. years ago. Yeah. I know people who have had it now where it's it's much more than, than 10000 It's more close to like 15000 or more depending on uh, depending on the offense. You know, if there were any other any other things. Well, you know, that might not have had to happen mm-hmm. had you taken an Uber. Yeah. And, you know, there's always a way to get your car the following day. But the idea to put these things in every single vehicle, hmm. it's a, that's a little over, bit of an overreach. To huh? me, to me, I mean, I, I, I understand it both ways. Dave, I understand what you're saying, that, you know, if it yeah. could curb, you know, accidents, then, then great. But on the other hand, I also understand the inconvenience of, of that for people that may not drink or for people that may not be in danger of drunk driving. Right. You know, it doesn't seem necessarily fair that they have to go through that process and pay for it. In the, in the uh, as well because that piece of equipment ain't coming for free. Right. Well, you're splitting the fence there, Max. Steve, you say it's an unnecessary move. I'll go the other way and say it's necessary. There we we're well, we, all, we're we all have, even. We have defined roles. We're filling in that morning show formula that we've been waiting for. <laughs> Who's been waiting for? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what took so long? I don't know. It's 622. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Family 4. That's Bon Jovi or whatever his real name is on Rock 102. We're back, Stephen, Dave. I've tried his wine, by the way. It's not bad. The Hampton Water, they call it. Um, 
I'm sure he's tried his share of it, too. Yeah. But he much prefers the French toast at Romito's. That's what you keep saying, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Apparently. But, but it's a rumor, right? Well, Romito's is no longer with us. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, apparently love the French toast. Uh, by the way, we were talking about the uh, trip to Massachusetts, to Boston yesterday. Sorry, to see you inducted into the uh, rock and ro- excuse me, the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Yeah. And some of the traffic we encountered on the way back. It was significant. Uh, I did stop, though, at Ryan's Deli. In Vernon for the first time ever. Really? Have you, have you ever been there before? Yeah. 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 It's fantastic. I yeah, of course it. it is. I stopped there on the way back. Yeah, it was Scott. good when they had one down here in West Springfield. Did they really have it? Years yeah. ago. Yeah. They had yeah. One. Where the old uh, ground round used to be off uh-huh. the rotary. God, you know what? That's like another one of those things. It's been gone for like 15 <laughs> years. And I'm just like, wow, it's been that long since yeah. that place has been there. And Pinto is up there now. Yes. Yeah. Pinto's been there for quite some time. Now. He's been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah. But yeah, Ryan's Deli used to be there for a while. Wow, it was so very good. What? Why did that uh, satellite location close down? Then it just not enough business, or it's too tough to manage. I don't what? know. And uh, surprisingly enough, they never call me to consult mm. uh, what they should do to yeah. uh, to save that business. I was very surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Why. I don't know why either. <laughs> uh, I, we will talk about the. Uh, Wait, Matt, first Matt's, of all, we're not we're not saying that that place is closed and like falsely, right? I want to make sure. That oh that, no, 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 no. Okay, because I, mean, I know we made that mistake. No, they, they shut their doors honestly. Yeah, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> we are going to talk about the uh, the Mass uh, Broadcasters Hall of Fame ceremony a little bit later on uh, this morning. Also, uh, Cadre Ismail, the uh, the missile, uh, part of the uh, Baltimore Ravens broadcasting. He'll be joining us after eight o'clock this morning and we have uh, news coming up in just a little bit right now today i learned is brought to you by gary rome hyundai gary rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not and uh and now it's time for t- today i learned with back Stephen dave on rock 102 and today i learned that dang dog david from sunderland is back in the studio ah! i got some tattoos with you are you ready <laughs> almost it's funny that i start laughing before it even uh, you you even start dropping jokes my Toddler was arrested for not sleeping. Arrested for he not w- sleeping. He was found guilty for resisting arrest. <laughs> resisting arrest. Did you know the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? No. They were cooked in Greece. <laughs> you get it? Because <laughs> it was a country. Right. Also a country. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. A drug dealer? I don't know what he laced them with, but I was laced. tripping all day. Uh, <laughs> two jokes in one ah, there, actually. Yeah, you yeah. got to wait for the punchline, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, Doug, Taper, from Sunderland. Don't call me later. Just call me Yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, what the governor was up to yesterday while we were in Boston. Stay tuned. Details straight ahead on Rock 102. It's just about 6.33. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. Here's Dave Coombs. Governor Charlie Baker enjoying his last go-around as governor of the state of Massachusetts. He and First Lady Lauren Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito visiting the Big E on Massachusetts Day and pounding down some crazy E burgers and then also enjoying some harpoon brews, an Indian pale ale for the governor and a UFO white beer for Polito, among the things on the menu yesterday that they enjoyed. Uh yeah yeah we're uh, we're working on getting them uh, on the show not sure when that's going to happen but we're working on it well we'll go yeah oh yeah uh, maybe he's interested in a regular slot after he retires as <laughs> no, governor right he's not no. gonna be no he's not gonna be regular no no 
I mean, it'd be great. I like Charlie a lot, but mm-hmm. I, I would think that once he's out, he's mm-hmm. kind of, you know. The better idea would have been to have a regular slot while he's actually governor. Mm-hmm. But, uh, right? Yeah. He doesn't like to do that that much. There were bomb threats this week at Northampton High School and at Northeastern University. Not legitimate. Nobody was injured, and we're past the bomb threat stage in those situations. There was also a dangerous situation in West Springfield. A man arrested after reportedly firing multiple shots in a residential neighborhood yesterday morning in the proximity of three West Springfield schools. 34-year-old Michael Linkowski arrested and accused of firing multiple shots in the residential neighborhood near Piper Road, prompting a delay to the school day as a caution because police responded to the area. This guy, Linkowski, had 20 Criminal cases on his record dating back to 2005. Busy B. Not in a good way. No. The Chickabee police are looking for another criminal. And they're seeking the public's help in identifying the guy wanted for allegedly stealing from a local business. Investigating a larceny case and looking for the man pictured in a post they shared on the Chickabee Police Department's Facebook page. You can go check it out. It's a handsome young man there, dressed in a white, uh, excuse me, a, a red Russell athletic sweatshirt, red shorts, and black sneakers, walking behind a white Chevy pickup. There are photos of him. You can check him out. It doesn't have a mask on or anything like that. You wouldn't think it would be tough to identify the guy. If you want to go look at the picture, again, the Chicopee Police Department's Facebook page has it for you. The University of Massachusetts on Thursday celebrating the groundbreaking of a $125 million facility for its computer science program. Officials at UMass saying that will put the university in a position to be a leader in education and research on the digital frontier. It'll be ready by 2025, at which point I guess the students will no longer be staying at a residence inn or a Hampton inn. No, they will. No, they will. It'll be a different group of students. Well, more science at UMass. That can't be a bad thing. <laughs> uh, no, actually, it's a it's a it's a great it's a great upgrade for them. Heavy rain falling across. We would be happy to take any of your old computers because some of ours are a little bit clunky. Well, maybe reach out. Let's get somebody from UMass on. Heavy rain falling across the area yesterday, especially in Worcester, where they had eleven and a half million gallons of sewage overflowing into the Blackstone River. And you know what's amazing? Is the people of uh, Worcester couldn't tell the difference. Ooh, somebody freshened up the water. (laughs) Again, another upgrade. The spill came out of an outfall pipe behind Walmart on Tobias Boland Way in Worcester. Again, you're at the Walmart in Worcester. Could anyone tell the difference? It was likely made up of untreated or partially treated sewage and waste, and people were being warned to stay away from the area for up to 48 hours. Obviously, you know, not just bathing in the water or recreating in the water, but even just breathing the air near there could be dangerous. Mm. So if you're headed to Worcester, bear that in mind. That warning is still in effect. Hey, you want the Stranger Things house? It could be yours. The house that's shown on the hit show is up for sale. Uh, what are the, uh, what's the exact cost and dimensions? $300,000. All right. Does not say what the dimensions of the house are. According to EXP Realty, they have the listing on Zillow. Now, if I were to say, hang Christmas lights on the walls, would it talk to me? I don't know. 
Never saw the show, huh? I no, I have not. Nah, well, that would that would uh, Steve probably way over your head. Have you seen it, Steve, or not? No, I didn't know you. Were Am right. I the only one? I'm the only one who saw Stranger Things in this room. No, but I'm sure there are people out there who just heard that and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, that's, that's pretty clever." That's a very exactly clever joke. Exactly that's exactly yeah, what absolutely. he was talking about. I'm sorry. When, when, when Winona put all those lights in the wall, she was able to talk to her son who was on the upside down. Oh, see, you you have a huge understanding of that. How many, oh, how, I, have you seen the whole thing? Like all the seasons? Like I, se- I actually haven't seen this last season. Okay, I've got other things to do in my life. The house, but I'll get there. The house, by the way, located in Hawkins, Indiana, on TV, is actually located at 149 Coastline Road in Fayetteville, Georgia. So well, I you feel can go. Well, I feel totally deceived. Yeah, I feel yeah. duped. Yep, you can go check it out and see what the dimensions are and see what else the house has to offer, and you can buy it for three hundred thousand dollars. Remember, they had one of the Amityville homes near where I lived in. Uh, in New Jersey, when I was a kid, really, they they auctioned one off, and somebody uh, somebody put a bid on that house. Yeah, somebody did, did actually you, bought it. Did you read some of the things that went on in that house? Well, yeah, but then you realize it was just the exterior shot of the house. Nothing was actually filmed there. It was just the exterior uh, of the home that was used for the film, and then the rest of it was recreated in the studio. So this was in the 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 the, the, the house that was actually in the book before the film. No. This was oh, like another Amityville 2 or something. Oh, it I kind of looked like the original Amityville house. You know, I don't know. Whenever I went to an open house or to, to a, you know went to you know to a house to look uh, look at it with a realtor, anytime I saw either the walls breathing or full of blood, that's what I said, maybe we'll wait. Well, no, you get the home inspector to negotiate that price down for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's, uh, blood <laughs> blood pouring through the walls. Mm. Uh, will help. Uh, will will be good during inspection. You never doesn't, know. Doesn't the radon test pick up stuff like that? I don't know. Here's an interesting one. A guy named Max from Austin, Texas, recently had his car stolen. When police returned the vehicle, it was filled with all sorts of expensive merchandise. So this guy has his own identity on TikTok, and he put up a video showing some of the items that he found in his car once it was recovered. There was an electric scooter. Expensive perfumes, electric shavers, binoculars, and a radar detector, along with a Camillus Carnivore X machete. Some commentators saying he should keep the merch. So his car's stolen. When he gets it back, there's all this stuff inside. Well, I think it's evidence, isn't it? It's probably all stolen stuff. But the, the police are trying to determine that. They're saying that the police in Austin, Texas may not be able to determine that. So, so does he get to keep all that expensive stuff? I don't know. I wouldn't think so. And so whoever it was that stole his car also stole a bunch of other stuff, kept it in his car, and forgot to remove it or couldn't remove it in time before the car was recovered. See, I'd just be pissed off because now I'd have to clean out my car. How am I supposed to drive my car with all this stuff inside of it? I don't know. I'd keep the electric scooter and the machete. The rest of the stuff, I, I guess, I wouldn't. Care what are you going to do with a machete? You cutting down like a you know sugar cane in the uh, in the backyard of your apartment? I'm looking for something. I'm looking for a piece of art to hang over my uh, my my uh, couch in the living. Really, room. I don't it, have this could be above like your yeah, samurai swords yeah, and your nunchucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that my throwing stars. Yeah, you know, I have the, that collection. This would be like the the last piece. I, I would can need. see you having a lot of weird uh, weaponry in your house. Mm-hmm. You don't know the half of it. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> what else you got? Got nothing. No, in the house. Something. What do we got in the house? You got machetes. You got uh, throwing stars. 
uh, well, you know, a couple of AK forty sevens. Good, you know, just, good. just in case. Yeah. On license, just in case, right? On right? license, you don't need those. Right. Well, again, you got to protect yourself in this day and age. Now, what is the exact address? You know, in case the FBI wants to I've stop. I've given by. that out before on the show. <clears throat> AK-47. Were you waiting for a Pan Am flight to come back and <laughs> take over? I've tried taking them on board. They've caught me every yeah. time. Ah, well. Mm. A 32-year-old man is going to be sentenced to 18 months of probation after pleading guilty to vandalizing the bewitched statue in Salem. The statue depicts actor Elizabeth Montgomery, the lead character, Samantha Stevens from the 1960s sitcom, sitting on a broomstick. Have you seen it? Have you seen the statue? I have. I'm also a big fan of the young Elizabeth Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I don't know why Darren didn't want to have a little bit more magic around the house. We talked about this story back in June because a prosecutor said the man was going through a rough time and wanted to do something to get arrested. So he did this. He was held on bail. His attorney said he'd been living in a shelter for a couple of weeks since his marriage ended and had been looking for a new job. And that's why he created the havoc he created in Salem. Yeah, this, this is a good way to get her back. Mm-hmm. She'll definitely come back after this. Well, maybe. Well, Mrs. Kravitz wasn't there to watch uh, who was doing <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> you, yeah, usually she'd be looking out the window all day long. Very nosy. What was his name? What was the husband's name? Was I don't remember Mr. Kravitz. Mr. Kravitz. Like Harold. No, it was, she would say his name. Yeah, they like, might have been like Harold. Harold, uh, somebody's over at the Stevens house uh, spray painting the statue. That's great Go stuff. bind your business and go back to bed. How come they never had a Larry Tate statue somewhere? Because Larry Tate wasn't a very popular character. Larry, T- listen, the way he and Darren would come up with slogans for new uh, advertising campaigns, I would think that'd be an inspiration for many people. Mm. Dr. Bombay was my favorite. Yeah, I can see you being a Bombay. I, uh, I was watching, when I had COVID back in January, I was watching the Bewitched episodes because it was on Amazon, and you sure. could watch them from the beginning, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Because usually, like, you know, most of those shows I always, I only saw, obviously, in syndication when they were running on television when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I ever really saw, like, the first episodes of a lot of these shows. And Bewitched was one of them, and she becomes pregnant uh, Elizabeth Montgomery in the show. Larry, for his part, offers her a martini. Like that's that that was like the yep. remedy back, back then. Like, hey, oh here, oh you poor thing, sit down. I'll get you a martini. A Listen, martini. Back in the day, fetal alcohol sy- uh, syndrome was the best thing you could do for your child. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I turned out okay. Uh, Gladys. Well, I don't know. Oh, about that. Yeah, I don't know. Gladys Kravitz, by the way, Gladys. had a husband named Abner. 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 That's what, that's what it was. And they all lived in what town? Anyone? <clears throat> Bueller? Bewitched, Minnesota. No. I don't know. Westport, Connecticut. Westport, Connecticut. Yeah. That's where that show was based? Yep. Was Westport? Yep. I didn't even realize that. I didn't know that. I either. didn't know it until I just looked it up. I just thought it was like, like a, any town USA. Mm-hmm. Any, any place where there could be an advertising agency and witchcraft. Right. Well, close enough to New York City, Westport being a bedroom community of Manhattan. I guess that explains that connection. It's 645 with back Steve and Dave. A mass hat coming up on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their... It's 651 and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be, uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, it's going to be sunny today with a high of only 57. Nice, cool fall weather. Yeah, this like is this, this is the kind of stuff I live for. Tomorrow, 67 for a high. It's 48 in downtown Springfield. 
The uh, Mayflower Marathon, as you know, is going to have a new home this year at uh, MGM Springfield. We're hoping for a really great event. Could be uh, the best year we've had ever already through uh, October 7th. Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement will match all monetary donations made to the Mayflower Marathon online up to $5,000. If you want to uh, contribute now, uh, that would be awesome. You go to rock102.com and click on the banner to donate. Again, you got to do it before October 7th. It's the Dave Miner Mayflower Marathon match from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, and people have already stepped up quite a lot to help the open pantry. So uh, good for everybody, and thank you very much from uh, Dave Miner. 652 and time for rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity incompetence and embarrassment if you want to crown them then crown their ass here's today's mass hat alex jones whose trial ongoing in waterbury connecticut and Stuff continues to spew out of his mouth. Now, without making this political, you know, there are conservatives, there are liberals, there are Democrats, there are Republicans. I also believe there are a-holes, and I think Alex Jones is one of them. He launched into a a foul rant, according to this report, after being shown a tearful video from a Sandy Hook victim's father. This happened yesterday in court, and his response... Oh, liberals can switch emotions on and off whenever they want. Oh, God. Alex Jones. This guy. You know, there there comes a point where not everything is about politics. Right. And sometimes, you know, if that's all you can focus on as opposed to the pain and suffering that these poor people have dealt with, Mm -hmm. maybe the problem isn't them. Maybe the problem is... Is you. He's never going to come to that conclusion. No, of course not. No narcissist would. But yep. that's that's what everyone else is thinking. His outburst prompted the judge, Barbara Bellis, to threaten to hold him in contempt of court and physically restrain him so he doesn't speak out again. Hopefully that's just the least of what <laughs> misfortune befalls Alex Jones. You know, I, uh, I I mentioned that I that I saw him at a conference once mm-hmm. uh, in which he was uh, invited to speak, and you know he's speaking in front of a bunch of radio people who aren't really there to hear his point of view about politics and life. They're really kind of more interested to hear about his radio career and mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and and that's not what he chose to do. And so for twenty minutes he went on and scared the living bejesus out of everybody because <laughs> we're all looking against each other. He goes, "Is this guy for real?" You're doing this in front of this crowd? Yeah. Ridiculous. After the proceedings in court yesterday, I believe day, day eight of the proceedings in Waterbury, Connecticut, uh, you could hear Jones, according to this report, shouting and laughing in an adjacent room. Yep. Nicely done, jackass. Yeah. That's the way he is. Can't change him. And one other story here of interest that would not happen at the MGM Casino, the Mount Airy Casino Resort in Pennsylvania, children ranging from 11 to 18 found gambling. Well, I mean, there are hard times out there for those casinos, especially in the Poconos. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. The board approved Wednesday a consent agreement during its public meeting, resulting in a fine of $160,000 for the Mount Pocono based gaming operator at Mount Airy Casino. The agreement followed negotiations between 
both sides of the issue. And uh, apparently the $160,000 fine will will be a make good and everything's okay after hey, but, but MGM has stated that they've caught people before. Yeah, but not 11 are... years old, though. My God. I mean, you'd yeah. think that would be kind of obvious, right? Not a, really. I mean, there are yeah. some 11, 12-year-old kids that look like adults. I, I did have a, a one kid in Little League Baseball with me who did fit yes. that description. Yes. Probably you. Bax. No, no, no. I, I always maintain my, my youthful glow. Yeah. It's 6.56 with back Steve and Dave, the 102-second sports next on Rock 102. New England. Dave's Truck Repair, Cottage Street, Springfield. When it comes to hiring, you don't need to be doing all the searching, screening, and interviewing yourself. What you need is indeed the end-to-end solution that makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire quality candidates. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember earlier this week when I told you that the NBA was sticking it to Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns and the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury, after he was cited for creating a hostile work environment? And do you remember me telling you about the $10 million fine and the one-year suspension he received for all of his many violations? And do you remember how I felt that the NBA may have dropped the ball by not forcing Sarver to sell his team, unlike what they did to former Nets owner Donald Sterling in 2014 for largely the same kind of stuff? Well, on Wednesday, Robert Sarver announced that he has officially begun the process of selling his teams. According to Sarver, quote, As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would have provided me time to focus and to make amends. He then goes on to say, But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible. And whatever good I have done, or still could do, is outweighed by the things I said in the past. And for those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. Dude, you're a man of faith? What sort of God-fearing man of religious devotion makes inappropriate sexual advances and statements to both men and women that work for him? What sort of faithful religious dogma justifies at least five documented cases of Robert Sarver using the N-word in front of his racially diverse workforce? What sort of omnipotent higher power are you following when your mouth and your actions have created a hate-fueled working environment, a work environment in which your delusional racist and misogynistic belief system is justified just as long as you somehow believe in atonement and a pathway to forgiveness? The world doesn't work that way, and frankly, your employees deserve a whole lot better than this. A whole lot better than this. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's autumn in New England. Greatest time of year for a painting project. See Morgan at the Ludlow Rocky. She wants to help you with your project, like how to choose paints and brushes and everything else you're going to need to get the job done right. Good people like Morgan and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the cat. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11 and Van Halen. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Good fall weekend for us this weekend, starting with highs of about 55 to 60 for today. But lots of sunshine. Ooh, yeah, baby. The script featuring Will I Am. Oh, is that who this is? Are you living in the Hall of Fame, my friend? I'm not living anywhere right now other than Hamden. Yeah. One one place. That's it. There's no actual building a Hall of Fame, right? Of their me- for their. No, 
No, the uh, the Masters of Broadcasters Hall of Fame does not have a place. You can't go and do like a field trip. Yeah. Uh, to the place, it's a it's a it is a Hall of Fame without walls. It, there there are no borders. Oh, like university without walls. Yes. Yeah. Very much like that. Hmm. Uh, so yesterday was the uh, was the enshrinement ceremony of the uh, the Mass Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Thank you to both of you guys for showing up. That was very cool of you. Well, our our ticket was paid for. Well, of course, <laughs> of course it was. And thanks to our GM David Aldred, by no, the way. Well, you know, he, there was a bunch of staff people there. My uh, my family was there. My parents, uh, my wife were there. That was very cool. I had a friend from high school who. Uh, who showed up? I didn't have wow. any idea that he was going to be That's there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, one of my close closest friends in the world uh, showed up. That was uh, that was a real cool surprise. Um, f- first of all, congratulations, Thank a you. well deserved award. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm proud to say that I've uh, that I've worked with you for 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 all these years now, and uh, it very much deserved uh, that award. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to the bit about picking apart that ceremony because that <laughs> was awful. Come on now, what are you talking about? Before oh, you before God. you get into that, let me uh, let me just uh, point out a couple of things. I brought the plaque in. Oh, that I got. Uh, and it's 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 very cool. I mean, it's a little with a couple of inaccuracies, but you know who's uh, who's splitting hairs here. Really? Yeah, but it's no it's no big whoop. But anyway, uh, I'm I want I'm giving this to the radio station to uh, to uh, to post. Do you a, see a, a guy Photoshop my photo on that too? Did uh, you see that picture? No, that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So this uh, this uh, I want this to be at the station because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what what proof do you have for your your own home? Do you have something else to display? The, at the your day house? I, the day I leave this place, I'm taking it home ah, with me. Okay. But for right now, I, uh, I don't have a I don't <laughs> have a place for it in my wall. Uh, that's two ways you can get that. Either you leave on your own accord and you take that. Oh, I'm going to take this with me on the way yeah. home, or it's shoved in a box and given to you outside at a remote location. Yeah, very much <laughs> like like Steve. Martin and the jerk. <laughs> right. I'm taking this lamp and this paddle ball game and my dog ass head. <laughs> right. Uh, but I also got this in the mail yesterday. This was another thing I didn't uh, didn't expect. It is uh, the Commonwealth State Senate official citation. Ooh. Uh, Eric Lesser uh, sent this to me before in recognition of being inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame, uh, being Western Massachusetts on morning radio institution and building a program for generations to enjoy for nearly 30 years. Hmm. Signed by uh, Eric uh, Senator Eric Lesser. So uh, yeah, that wow. was very cool. I did not expect that. And Congrats. What I really didn't uh, really surprised by that he had my home address. I don't know how the hell he got that, but uh, uh, he's works in the government. Yeah, he, I guess he has so. information. I guess he, he knows know. things. I guess he all he had to do was track the tax numbers. Wouldn't yeah. it be easy just to like look your name up and find your address? Isn't that uh, no? Works? My name is not. Uh, I am unlisted. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I don't want every 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 freak in the area come. You also got a phone call from Mayor Sarno this morning. What time was it that he called, by the way, on your phone, Steve? Early, like around 5.30ish. 5.35, and uh, he had just come off an all-night bender, and he he was just going to go to take a little nap before he has to get up again. (laughs) Obviously, there were some things posted on on social media yesterday about this, and uh, a lot of people wish me uh, congratulations, and I thank you for that. But there were a lot of people that wanted to know about uh, about uh, John, and uh, just so that you guys know, yes, he was there. Yes, he received uh, his enshrinement award too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just me; it was both of us. So, for all you people thinking that I'm a bastard for only taking it for myself, no, we were <laughs> both there. And yes, he and I spoke together. And so there you have it. Okay, right. so let's just let's just get that anger and hatred out of your system. It's good, okay? It's all fine. You and he both did fine speeches and within the allotted time, which leads us back yeah, to, to this Steve's horrible, point. horrible, yeah. horrible uh, 
you know, all right. So the the rule is. So so it, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what the rules were. Yeah. So I was told by the guy running it, who very very cool guy, who said, "Listen, you know, we got uh, we got a lot of speeches here. Uh, we want to make this uh, end at an appropriate time. Uh, we ask that the person presenting uh, you keep things down to a maximum of three minutes, and then your acceptance speech would be a maximum of five. Mm-hmm. minutes which and i worked very hard to make sure i was within five minutes you did it great i think i i was uh, right on in fact i was like right on five minutes <laughs> john was right on five minutes well the two people that introduced us were, were right yep. within the uh, the yep. time frame too and that was the other thing too each presenter who was introducing you like our general manager did yours and yep. he uh he had an allotted uh time yeah, three minutes too. yeah and uh brevity was key yep. and, it, and it and it was it was well done and it was well presented and yeah and it was over with and a former rock 102 employee and introduced john that that's the that but that's but that is how <laughs> but but that's how it's supposed to be you're supposed to follow the rules because you have to be respectful of yeah. everybody else's time who's also getting inducted listen there were there were nine people being enshrined yesterday yeah. if you if you did the math you know the the whole thing was supposed to go from no, from noon until two but you know if anyone goes beyond their allotted time then all of a sudden you're there at like three four or five o'clock in the afternoon so yeah. You got to watch your time. And, and what what started happening was I could I can see I I totally excuse the first inductee because the man just passed away like recently like yeah. within the last week he passed away. Um, I can see them giving extra time to somebody who you know posthumously is receiving yeah. this award and, and like just died like last week. Yeah, Eric Eric Jackson yeah. is like the. Uh, the uh, the king jazz of Boston guy. jazz yeah. and, and it was actually a very beautiful tribute to the yeah, guy. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm not. I'm not knocking that one. I, but that's the one I can see where you, you go over length. Yeah, his presenter got a little emotional and rightly so. But yeah. then they had this uh, this, uh, this old guy uh, who obviously did a lot of Paul something. Paul Kelly. It? Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly. And Paul Kelly, uh, you know, started. <laughs> So Paul Kelly starts his uh, little speech from his table because he's too fragile to get up from it. Right. So they bring him the microphone and he starts, you know, they go on, he wins some award, right? Yeah, it's like a, like uh, yeah. kind of like a lifetime achievement yeah, award. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they have so, it, so they have everybody kind of like in a bullpen situation. So me and yeah. David Older, our general manager, yeah. are sitting there waiting to go on after him. And so the two of us are like, you know, you know, elbowing each other the entire thing because uh Paul uh, unfortunately, does not know the meaning of a five-minute speech. No, no, apparently he does not. Or he's just too old to care. Which is you know, probably the, more likely. The guy's 116 years old, and he's like, well, that's all. I'm going to start talking to you about my broadcast career. Yeah, he starts yes, in like 1948 when- <laughs> or 57, whatever year it was. Yes, went two for four in that game. And I then, remember it well. And then some, somebody leaned over to, some, as this speech is progressing, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like how much more of this mm-hmm. are we going to? And then somebody leaned at, at the table, leaned over to me and said, He's only at 1974. Right. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, damn it, you're right. So here's the thing. At, at, yeah. the, at the back of the room, uh, there's a guy who has a clock yeah. that you can, you, know, you can see at the end how, yeah. how much time you have. Everybody in the room could see that clock. So as this guy's going on, and now we're talking 12, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. almost 20 minutes. And would have gone much longer, I think. Oh, yeah. No, w- without a doubt. Yeah. The, the guy with the clock <laughs> comes... 
from the back of the room, grabs the clock on this on this table, and then starts walking towards the old yeah, man's table like, with the clock. Now he's already gone past the five minutes. Okay, so the guy just keeps resetting. You know, like thirty seconds on the on the clock, and and it, it, he's like, at this point, he's literally at the table. He's down on his knees, and so the the, the clock is like right at table level with this old man's uh, with his old. Uh, and the man is that's not paying attention to this clock, even if it were like right on his lap. Right. And finally, someone nudges him and says, "Oh, oh yeah, you gotta hurry up." Hey. Oh man! Wrap it, it up. It was uh, it was bizarre. I mean, obviously the guy is an incredibly accomplished yes. broadcaster, and he's attributed contributed a lot to broadcasting in Massachusetts. But the guy uh, brevity was not something no, anyone no. has ever taught him. But cut him some slack again, like because he's a little old. But there was a woman who went on and on as well, who was an inductee. Yeah, she was uh, again. Well, that's understandable. It's a woman. Uh, <laughs> well, no, yeah, you know, a lot of the yeah, yeah, a bunch of hens clucking. It's like, aren't there uh, martinis to be made over there? You know mm-hmm. who was excellent <laughs> though? I, I will, I will say uh, this was my favorite speech today was Sean McDonough. Mm-hmm. I thought Sean w- was fantastic, yep. and he got uh, he got nominated by. Uh, uh, Again, though, great people. Yep. Too long. Too long. I don't care how how you shouldn't be more important than anybody else being inducted on that stage. But but Sean kept it he uh, within, within he his did, time. But the guy his who introduced intro him. was eight minutes. Well, that was Dave O'Brien, his uh, broadcast partner, who who had to, he had to record his from Fenway Park, and he was doing it without a teleprompter and without a script. So I'll give and, him and, a little credit, and that and was, was very entertaining. <laughs> And without the guy with a clock across yeah, the room, right? But yeah, so that went a, a, a little bit long. John and I were the only two guys that kept on time. Yep, we were the only, we were the only two. I, and that was what I said to you this morning. I was like, uh, brevity uh, was was very present among your acceptance speeches, but definitely not for everybody no, else. No, no, no. And no. you'd think as a broadcaster, you'd have an internal clock ticking in your head. Well, you know, yeah, but on, on television, not necessarily. Mm. And if you're in yeah. management, definitely not, because you know how a manager can go mm. on and on. That lady put the broad in broadcasting. That's 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 the truth. <laughs> and then, uh, so ninety bucks a ticket for this. Uh, it was a Marriott in Quincy. Yep. And um, nothing extra special, other than a ballroom at a hotel, like any other Marriott. And uh, the lunch was subpar. Well, listen, Steve, you know, I, I had nothing to do with the menu. This is not like the Bright Nights Ball Tasting Committee where, you know, a group of us get no, together and and uh, and try to think about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the many tastes of the balls. And uh, that's not what we did. But I will say, as, uh, as uh, unfulfilling as you felt the lunch was and how well, some of the speeches went on and on. to you what the meal was? Go right ahead. It was, uh, I called it a skinny chicken tender. Mm-hmm. With ragu or ketchup and some cheese yeah. on top of it for mm-hmm. a lazy man chicken parmesan. I think there were a couple of strips of like red pepper. Well, on y- there yes, as well. there there were. Mm-hmm. But oh, they, that, they yeah. were <laughs> they were trying to feed about five hundred people, and and, uh, it, <laughs> and that was the thing. There was no option to eat anything else. Yeah, no, that was that they, was just it. it was you just got what chicken. they gave you. Um, but I will say, uh, in spite of uh, all of your dissatisfaction, uh, the whole the whole day was very very humbling. And uh, and very very special, and I appreciate everybody who uh, who reached out and uh, and offered their congratulations, and even those who who the, uh, you know decided to crap all over the day on the, social media. I appreciate the, that too. The huh. best part was your and John's part, and everything else about that uh, <laughs> that that crappy show that we watched yesterday. That oh, yeah. can all go to hell. Oh, as far Scott, as I'm now concerned. let's Steve. Steve, when 
when the day comes that you are that they accept my nomination of you no they're, um, they're not going to. well they they yeah. may yeah. and uh you know then then we'll see we'll see what happens but but i was uh, it was a very moving uh you know event for for those of us who were inducted and it was uh, and i appreciate everybody who uh who offered congratulations. For 90 so thank bucks, you. a Hot Pocket would have been a better move. I like Hot Pockets. I, mean, I do, I'm too. Not, I'm not against the Hot yeah. Pocket at all, but uh, but but I appreciate the two of you showing up on, on the, the day off that I was able to get you. Thank you for, oh, you're welcome. for that, yes, too. Thank you're you. very, very welcome. And thanks uh, thanks to the mayor and thanks to uh, Senator Eric Lesser for, uh, for making things even that much more special. Very cool. It's uh, 724. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. 733. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by absolutely nobody. Here's Dave Coombs. So, we had bomb threats recently at Northampton High School and at Northeastern University. Turned out there was no real damage or any kind of danger for anyone involved, but there was a scary situation yesterday in West Springfield. A man arrested after reportedly firing multiple shots in a residential area in the proximity of three West Springfield schools. The man, 34-year-old Michael Linkowski, has 20 criminal cases on his record dating back to 2005. He was arrested and accused of firing multiple shots in the residential neighborhood near Piper Road, prompting a delay to the school day as a caution because police had to respond to the area. Governor Charlie Baker was in town. He was at the Big E yesterday enjoying some beer and some burgers along with First Lady Lauren Baker and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito. Some of the stuff they tried at the Big E, the Crazy Burgers. I've never tried one. You guys? Yeah, I've had one. And? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, I like burgers and I like donuts. I'm not a big fan of the two together. Yeah, I could see that. I don't like sweet and sour Chinese food. I like my sour. I like my sweet. I don't like them to mix together. They also had some- Are you eating sour burgers? Is that a- No, Chinese food, like I said. Uh, the Crazy Burgers are breakfast sandwiches- like you described, and the beer to go along with it for the governor, Harpoon Brewing for an India Pale Ale, and a UFO white beer for Polito. Oh, there you go. Now, I I could pass on the crazy burger. Did it once. Now, it's uh, disgusting. It's not it's something not I want again. Good. I don't know why anybody thinks that that thing is good because I thought it was going to be like a real hamburger on a. All it is is just like one of them frozen patties you buy from a box. That's it. With a donut. You're, you're basically eating it because of the novelty, not because someone's going to say, "This was, what have I been waiting so long for this delicious morsel to pass down my chow pipe? You know what's crazier than the crazy burger? Spending $10 for a crazy burger. That is the most insane part of it. Police are looking for a guy walking behind a white Chevy pickup wearing a Russell athletic sweatshirt, red shorts, and black sneakers. He's pictured on the Facebook page for the Chicopee Police Department, the Chicopee Police are looking for the public's help in identifying this guy investigating a larceny case. He's wanted for allegedly stealing from a local business. They do not identify the business or what exactly this guy stole. But you can go check out the Facebook page of the Chicopee Police Department. Perhaps you can help out. It's a pretty clear shot of the guy. Do you have a Cadillac, too? I don't think so. A Chevy pickup, but I don't know. Now, did this guy uh, leave after making love in the Chevy van? Because that would be all right with me. Okay. Come take him by the hand. That's right. Who was that? That would have been Sammy Johns. Oh, very good. Yeah. I didn't know that one. 
You didn't know that one? Come the only, on. Here's the only reason why I know a lot of these 70s songs. Yeah. Because when I was like a teenager, all these uh, Time Life uh, commercials were on for all of these the sounds of the 70s. Sure. Think about how obsolete those uh, collections are now. You, think, you don't right? need to do any of that. Mm-hmm. You can get it right online. Mm-hmm. True, but sometimes you just want to snuggle up to the old hi-fi and listen to Sammy Johns and Chevy Van. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all right with me. We may be paying more in electric and heating bills this winter. Two of the state's largest energy suppliers, National Grid and Eversource, are increasing their energy rates ahead of the winter season. According to the Department of Public Utilities, National Grid proposed to increase electric bills from 179 on the average last winter to 293. Oh, fantastic. This coming winter. That would be a 64% increase. If approved, the price changes would go into effect starting November 1st and go through April 30th of 2023. I mean, honestly, how I mean, how, how do they expect anyone to be able to afford this? Right? You know, I mean, I mean, every year like you know, Joe Kennedy will come out of uh, out of uh, hiding and say, "Oh yeah, we're going to get the, we're going to raise funds for the elderly so they can have heat in their apartments." And that's great. But you know, when you're paying almost $300, <laughs> I mean, that's Come on, man. That's crazy. I mean, I'm going to have to start knitting sweaters to stay warm in my house. Can you knit? No. Okay. But I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> I'm sure I can pick it up on a YouTube video. There you go. Good luck. The Brockton Police Department launching an investigation into an officer-involved shooting last week in which the officer fatally shot a one-year-old puppy in what's being called self-defense. The Brockton PD saying the officer who was not identified was responding to a report of a traffic violation on Herman Street in Brockton. Happened about 10 a.m. Thursday morning. The puppy apparently ran at him. And so he shot the puppy in the head. Angela Cordero, the owner of the one-year-old puppy, Leah, is a micro-bully puppy. Have you seen these types of dogs? You can check uh, yeah. out a picture of them. I've seen them. They're adorable. Yeah. She says, the owner said, the puppy, quote, wasn't a threat to anybody at all, end quote. Very sad. Yeah. Don't know the full story. Don't know what happened. Well, listen, um, <clears throat> having uh, having been bit by a dog before, me yeah. too. that is one of the most unnerving things mm-hmm. that you, like, the dog doesn't stop. The dog will not stop. Sure. Yeah, like th- 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 that's what it is. I, you know, who knows what the situation was, but I can kind of see somebody uh, defending themselves by uh, maybe shooting an animal because they're in the fear of being attacked by something. Even because a little, a, even a one-year-old puppy. Yeah, even a one-year-old puppy because mm-hmm. what is it, a pit bull, right? Uh, well, it's a uh, it's micro a bully. It's micro sort of bully. like a little like a. I don't know, a bulldog kind of thing, I think. If you look at the picture, you can check it out. And by the way, I was bitten twice in the same calendar year by a dog when I was about five or six. The dog didn't keep going. No. Bit me once. But the dog's an excellent judge of character. Right. See? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, again, without knowing all the details of this, it's hard to try. It's just a sad situation that a one-year-old puppy had to die. Maybe it was just his time, though. I don't think so. Uh, I think he probably could have lasted a little bit longer had the bullets not entered his body. Yeah, but I was just saying, like, you you never know when your time is up.
You don't control that. No, I don't. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the cop was in control of this, and I'd like to know uh, what... I mean, just because this uh, dog with powerful jaws and a large muscular body is going after you, does mm-hmm. that necessarily mean he's out there to bite you, or is he just going to no. lick your face and uh, True. want you to rub his belly? Good point. Hey, my like, am- I wouldn't shoot at the dog unless it was sinking its powerful teeth into my into my flesh. Right. Hey, I don't know. When I got bit, though, I, that dog like kept biting my arm. Yeah. Like, it kept nipping at the arm, and I had like, a couple of... You know, puncture holes. Mm-hmm. My arm started bleeding. What kind and, of dog uh, was this? I don't even know what kind of dog it is, but it was a like a, it was like a, a Yorkie medium, or a Shih Tzu or something. No, it's like a medium-sized dog. Uh, I won't say Doberman because it's not. Didn't, it had that like look to it though. Gotcha. It wasn't like a real Doberman. And uh, the thing was, was just uh, nipping at me, and mm-hmm. I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Right. Back when I was uh, back when I was a little bit more athletic in high school. I used to have to uh, ride my uh, my bike to tennis practice because mm-hmm. I was on the tennis team. Until you I was, were, really? Wow. Well, I was kicked off eventually <laughs> for having a terrible attitude. But uh, <laughs> there was a house that uh, that had dogs and not real, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what kind of dogs they were. Like, uh, uh, I don't know what it was. But anyway, this dog kept <clears> running <throat> after me every time I would ride past it on my bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had my, my tennis racket, you know, you know with me. And, uh, and, you know, usually I could, like, you know, shake the dog away. Well, then there was one day where the dog got a real good size of my ankle. Mm-hmm. And the only way to, uh, to get him off my leg was to take my tennis racket and to do a, a backhand uh, to the dog. Uh, and I got him. Got him, like, right in the head. Yep. And, he, and he, uh, he jumped away from my leg. But, unfortunately, it was ruled out, and I lost the oh, match. Yeah, I know. Well, even back before the electric eye there, there was no way to dispute no that with the umpire? Back, or not back in 1982. Uh, no, there okay. wasn't an electric eye. Mm. But, some, it was a, but it was a beautiful backhand. I have to say so myself. I always had a good backhand. But this one you know, was all actually from my, my, my weaker side. And uh got to say... Pretty proud of that smile. Now, were you, a, were you a two-fisted backhand guy? or a, I think that's very personal, don't you? Uh, I do, and I want the answer right now. Come on, man. I got to picture it in my mind's eye. Uh, he's it, willing to divulge that information. It, <laughs> it all depended on the shot oh. and where it landed. Oh, okay. do, I, do I use two hands or do I not? All right. I say if I'm close to the net, I probably don't need two, two hands to do it. If I'm far back, maybe I do to get myself a little bit more power. Mm-hmm. But that is uh, one of the reasons why my legs and knees are in constant pain because of playing all that tennis. Well, maybe a little LSD will solve your pain. Uh, There's a private clinic in Miami. They've started the first federally approved trial testing of LSD as an anxiety treatment. Recent research on the hallucinogens suggests that small doses could help with certain mental health issues like anxiety and PTSD. You know, they've been doing... uh They've been doing studies on psilocybin, mushrooms, for mm-hmm. yep. a, the longest time. Those are legal in the state of Oregon now, I th- if I'm not mistaken. Well, what people are finding is you know, there are actual med- medical benefits mm-hmm. to taking these things, microdosing these things under the doc- under a doctor's care. Sure. And things like exactly what you're talking about, depression, PTSD, mm-hmm. any number of of, uh, of different uh, you know conditions, are they're showing great progress in this. And so I... I wouldn't be terribly surprised that they find that LSD and other forms of of uh, of illegal drugs may have some benefit. Like, for example, I wouldn't be surprised if, say, 
like uh, if someday someone comes up with a with a study that says, you know what, cocaine and uh, synthetic fabrics are are actually very healthy for you. And then okay. all of a sudden we're back to the 1980s all over again. Wouldn't hold your breath on that. Walking around one. with spandex pants mm-hmm. and a and a headband, listening to Poison, doing rails of coke off the off the pool grounds with the the guys mm. from Motley Crue, but healthier. Yes. Okay. Because it would be under a doctor's supervision. Okay. If you want a family to hate, how about the Mudd family? Danny Mudd of Virginia won a $3 million jackpot in the Virginia lottery three years after his brother won a million dollars in the same lottery. Why can't you be more like your brother? How the heck does that happen? Actually, he was better than his brother. He won two more million dollars than he did. He purchased his winning ticket from a Sheets store. And his brother had won a million back in 2019. How is that even mathematically possible? I don't know. And where's their address? Speaking of which, you see the uh, the Mega Millions uh, jackpot winner. Mm-hmm. They uh, they've now uh, forward there. they've come forward. Yep. It's actually two people. They're splitting it, mm. uh, and they've opted to take the lump sum of uh, 780 million dollars and split it two ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best course of uh, action is to just take the whole lump sum, pay the taxes on it right away. Pay it once, and then you're done with it. But on the other hand, uh, if if I say, uh, let's say I'm at a uh, at a Cumberland Farms, and I buy my ticket, um, unless the other person has chipped in money for that particular ticket, that's going to be my ticket. I'm not going to just say, oh yeah, no, we'll split. Mm-hmm. Would n- I would never ever do that because uh, all of a sudden I'd be walking off there with 780 million dollars of my own, right. as opposed to having to you know. Split it two ways. I just don't buy tickets at all because I know I'm not going to win. Can't win if you don't play. Essentially a donation in my case. Never going to happen. 746 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this. Mayor Sarno, who called us earlier this morning, and a wedding proposal. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754 in Kansas. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. We had a wrong way crash, which closed I-91 north. In Windsor, Connecticut, for hours this morning, apparently the crash occurring around 12.30 in the early morning hours, and uh, somebody driving south in the northbound lanes of 91, and a head-on crash just south of exit 38. Injuries, the extent of them not known, according to state police, and the highway did reopen around 7 a.m. this morning, but if you had difficulties in that area, that's why. That's from uh, NBC, NBC, Connecticut. That was in just like 30 minutes ago. Uh, Cadre Ishmael from uh, the Baltimore Ravens broadcasting team will be joining us in just a little bit. We're going to talk about the uh, the Patriots uh, game against the uh, the Ravens this Sunday, which you'll hear right here on Rock 102. And it's 7.55. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from 22 News. All about the rise in panhandling in Springfield. And they caught up with Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno who had a very level-headed assessment of the situation. Some of these individuals are down on their luck. Mental health issues, drug addiction, but some are just playing on the hustle, period. Some want to help and say, geez, can I get you some food? Their points come back, no, we want money. And they'll tell you how much money they want. And for those who are simply, as he said, on the hustle, he had this message. You need help, the help, we'll give you the help. You want to hustle? 
Get off my street corners. Get off there my street go. corners, according to Mayor Sarno. That from 22 News. Get the news. hell out of here. Yeah. You meatheads. You do not want to cross Mayor Dom Dom. Hey, Dingbat. Yeah. You want a dollar? Sure. Why don't you go work for it then? Ooh, mm-hmm. Tough words from a yeah. tough, tough was, man. Uh, what was the uh, was uh, Billy Bats in uh, Goodfellas? Hey, why don't you go get your shine box? <laughs> Clip number three. Yes. Uh, a TikTok star impersonating a famous person while proposing to his girlfriend. This has gone viral. Here I am on one knee. Oh, my God. That's the only girl who loves me. My little sugar plum tree. Yes. She will make me the lucky. Yes. This man in the country, don't interrupt me. Will you marry me? Yes. All right, dope. <laughs> to quote you guys, who is that? Yeah, I don't even know who that is. And I, if I were her, I would say no. <laughs> Using your own voice probably means more. Well, I think if she said no, he would have gone on longer. As it was, I think by saying yes, she felt like it preempted his Eminem impersonation i uh i'm not sure i'm on board with the whole filming of these things mm. because you get something like that she obviously wanted to to be with him right so she said yes anyway right. he was obviously doing this as some sort of, this is like this is a joke between them you mm-hmm. know what i mean like this is something that that only they really find funny yeah i guess uh, everybody else thinks it's cringy mm-hmm. but even uh even the videotaped uh, proposals you don't know what the answer is going to really be. True. You know? And you don't post it if it's a no. There, uh, oh, that's the more interesting one. Wasn't there one at like a basketball game years ago where the guy dressed up in the mascot uniform and then he, he and then they brought her out pretending that she was going to be part of some mm-hmm. big contest, which she wasn't, mm-hmm. and then, uh, then he takes the hat off and then gets down on his knee and uh, thing, and then she shakes her head no and then walks off the court yep. like you just did that in front of 38,000 yeah. people ooh. at an arena that could, that could have been a setup but if it wasn't it was it probably ooh, was a setup so cold yeah 758 with back steve and dave oh, yeah, i got one more i thought you might have there yeah. i wasn't quite sure i didn't know how many you had mm-hmm. uh this one you know how people get their wisdom teeth removed and then their parents uh, record them yeah, yeah. yeah. so th- there's this, w- this one video i found on uh, on reddit the other day it was this uh, girl she's probably about 18 19 years old gets her wisdom teeth removed and then she's all hopped up on this stuff and they're in they're walking in the grocery store they're in the frozen food section mm-hmm. and she's taking her mother to task about her buying frozen lasagna which she has always bought frozen lasagna, but this girl thought it was homemade her whole life. Okay. 15 and heart. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a weather forecast today? Yeah, you should do a weather forecast. Oh, we didn't rehearse that before we uh, got on. All right, well, then wing it. <clears throat> uh, sunny today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 68. It's 50 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I don't know if you are aware of this, but uh, this Sunday, the New England Patriots are taking on... The Baltimore Ravens and the live country Nissan pregame show begins at 10 o'clock. Kickoff at 1. And at that point, you'll be hearing the Patriots crush Baltimore right here on Rock 102. You know how I know that? How do you know that? Because I don't have to work on Sunday like I usually do. I know, huh? How about that? Nothing wrong with that. Hey, uh, on the phone this right now, we're talking to uh, Kadre Ishmael from the uh, the Baltimore uh, Ooh. Uh, broadcast team. Oh, you know what we should do? We should get broadcasters from other teams every week to make our picks better. 
On the phone right now, former NFL star turned Baltimore Ravens broadcaster, Cadre Ismail. How you doing, Cadre? Well, I I am good, and I'm ready to roll. All cool. right. All right. So listen, I, there's a factoid about you that I know. Back in your Syracuse days, there was an article published there about how you like to iron your T-shirts. Is that right? <laughs> no. So, well, yes and no. The <laughs> SI article, uh, it was Sally Jenkins, actually, she came over to my apartment and as she was interviewing me, she was like, why do you have your clothes up? I was like, well, I hang dry all of my, my t-shirts. When the photographer came over to re, uh, reenact that shot, he was like, can we just pull out an ironing board and an iron and look like you're ironing them as well? I was like, yeah, sure. Mm. So it kind of got muddled there. Ah, I see. Well, that makes, that makes sense. I, Cause I would think it by, by now in your career, you're kind of over ironing like socks and t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, never, never started it. <laughs> <laughs> all, yeah. all for yeah. the best. Hey, let me ask you a question because I know, uh, I know your brother played football for for a long time too. When you guys uh, are like filling out like official documents, do you ever feel like signing it, uh, missile uh, Ishmael? And did your brother sign rocket along with it too, or are you guys, uh, you you don't use he, those professionally? No, no, he uses like well, I I if someone is asking for my autograph and all that, I obviously I'll say missile and all that. Um, some of my <laughs> colleagues, if I'm doing a, you know, whatever, one of my shows that I'm on, I'll, you know, they'll refer to me as the missile and all the things. But with my brother, um, it's, it's, it's like people remember the rocket and they, he, you know, um, whether he'll sign autographs at, you know, different autograph shows because he went, I mean, he went to what Notre Dame and to a play for the Cowboys. So it's like, you know, both of those, you know, blue blood type institutions of football is like, Oh my God, he's a cowboy. He's a you know, Notre Dame guy. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, uh, that's the groove with that. Now, do you have any siblings like named like a uh, slow poke or layabout or, <laughs> 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 No, no, no. My uh, my sister, my older sister, she um, no, she's just straight chilling. And my younger brother, obviously, he was uh, the bomb back in the day and um, <laughs> did his thing for a minute. So yeah, the yeah. nicknames uh, of the Ismaels. <laughs> so you've gone from Baltimore Ravens star player to broadcaster for the team, and of course, our Patriots facing your Ravens this week is is the Lamar Jackson thing still a distraction? You're saying the Lamar Jackson thing, as in his contract? Yes. Um, well, no, because if you look at his two games, one against the Jets and the Dolphins, um, no, not at all. Dude has been balling. And as a matter of fact, what has been impressive, you know, he's, he's, he's negotiating his own contract. He's been locked in when it comes to practicing, uh, showing up, you know, the leadership, all that. And I think it's 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 carried itself over into the regular season. He's having a, a another MVP start to you know the the season. I know last year he had an amazing start as well um, until he you know he, he got hurt. So that being said, I just think that you know Lamar, shoot, he he realizes his leverage and he knows how good he is. But I think he also truly truly respects the game as far as his love for football. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Kadri Ishmael from uh, the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens broadcasting team. Yeah, I'm looking at the like the side by side matchups for this weekend against uh, the Patriots, and and I know the Ravens are 
are favored. The only statistical thing that I can see where the the Patriots are probably a little bit better are maybe some defensive statistics that uh, that may be the one thing that holds the Ravens in check in this game. How do you, how do you feel about that? As far as the Ravens and their defense, the Ra- yeah. or going up against the, the the Patriots defense, which is which has been pretty solid. The Patriots defense, you know, I, I guess from <laughs> the outside looking in, when you guys, uh, everyone was all up in arms about who's going to be calling plays and Mac Jones and all that. But I think lost in the shuffle is the fact that, you know, you know, Bill Belichick has always been that mastermind of the defensive side of the ball and game planning and taking away your strengths. If you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us with your weakness and let's see who blinks first type of thing. So, you know, it, when they um, played last, you know, obviously the conditions weren't ideal. And I think there were some issues as far as uh, Lamar and, uh, his center and, and, and just the fundamentals of it all with fumbling it in critical situations um, just because, heck, a torrential downpour. I don't even know if the guy's on our team anymore. But with that said, um, I just think that Lamar and getting the Patriots so early in the year is, is I think it's, it, 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 it's advantage to Lamar and what this offense is about and what they're capable of rather than meeting him later in the year where you have more film and you can say, okay, here are some things that we can do to offset what Lamar does. So is Justin Tucker, your kicker, better at kicking field goals or opera singing? Really? What's the best at? Bro, that dude is so mega talented. (laughs) When he was a rookie, I remember I was on, I think it was uh, Torrey Smith, um, then receiver for the Ravens. Um, it was on his uh, radio show, and you know we, we were just sitting there, and all of a sudden, you know, he just belts out this this uh, operatic voice that I'm like, bro, where, where did all this come from? And he's just such an eclectic guy. But um, yeah, I, I, if that helps him, you know, maybe his lung capacity is so large. <laughs> That it helps, you know, the arc of his kick. Who knows? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I appreciate his his value as a kicker. I mean, that dude is amazing. Hey, we also have Scott Zolak on <laughs> from the Patriots broadcast team. Do you know him? Anything you want to share about Scott Zolak? The only thing that I will say fondly about Scott is that I appreciate how he just goes all in on on the broadcast. Like, <laughs> you know. The, what is it, unicorns and rainbows, was he was famous for saying and all that when you guys had, what was it, some like amazing comeback or something. And But I wonder how it is now that you don't have Tommy. Tommy is not under center any longer, so how is all that working out for him as mm-hmm. far as the broadcast? Not as the same. It's not quite the same. We don't have the GOAT sitting there leading the boys, doing their thing. You don't have Gronk, Gronk doing Gronk type things. You don't have all that. Wow. So you just kind of like back down to earth with the rest of us, and you're sitting there, you're doing your thing. But that's okay. I'm Trash talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of smack talking from you right now. Not smack talking. This is this is love. This is like this is what it's all about. Yeah, right? you, you love the like, you, you know. love the fact that they're not there anymore. <laughs> I, I I got some you're jokes for you. I, <laughs> hey, I got some I got some jokes for you. You can use. You ready? You ready? Hey, sure, what, what's sure, the difference sure. between uh, the New England Patriots and a pinball machine? The pinball machine Ooh. scores more points. Hey, <laughs> why why Dang. are New England why are New England Patriots jokes getting dumber and dumber? 
Because Patriots fans oh. have started to make them up themselves. <laughs> you can use these, Kyle. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, definitely yeah, 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 definitely grab them. What's the difference the... between a New England Patriot fan and a mosquito? <laughs> Mosquitoes are only annoying in the summer. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, Ugh, I like, you like that, that one. one, yeah. I like that one. He'll right. use I'm that. i right now, let me, let me say this humbly. Like, I love the game of football and the X's and O's and what, you know, like – uh, Bill Belichick and all, all the, you know, what they've done and accomplished and all that. But when it comes to fan bases, like I get the the weirdness of the Raiders when they were out in Oakland and all that. I get the the Jets as far as a little brother in New York and trying to be all like, oh, you know, hey, f your mother and all that. Okay, <laughs> Philly, Philly is a fan base unto themselves. I don't get it, but whatever, man. I'm telling you, the fan base. Going back to my playing days, my broadcast, all that, current day, can't stand them, never will stand them. <laughs> I got great friends, all my friends that are Patriots fans can't stand them, but I love them as friends. Uh-huh. I'm like, yo, fellas, ladies, people, oh my God, we're so good. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> Y'all fight with freaking one another every single time I have come to that stadium. It's like a fight. Like, why, why are you always fighting each other? Why can't you fight the fans from another team? We don't want you to fight another team. We're trying to fight each other. Like, it's just, it's, it's madness. I, I'm telling you, like, the Patriot fan base, I, I, again, you got the seven rings and whatever else and all the other things. Or, or was it six rings? Listen, if you six? lived in New England, you'd be pissed off all the time, too. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, I guess, bro, because somebody, y'all need some therapy. That's we, we've had, yeah, we've heard right enough out that. of you, Cadre. We've heard enough out of you. for Cadre Israel from the uh, the Baltimore Ravens broadcasting team. Hey, tell your brother Rocket and your younger brother and, uh, and sister, uh, I believe their names are, why can't you be more like your two brothers? Uh, <laughs> give, give them our best. It's great to talk to you. Appreciate it, fellas. Thank you. You bet. Cadre Israel with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Foot 34. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Excuse me. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Big wigs at the Big E. Yesterday, Governor Charlie Baker, First Lady Lauren Baker, and Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito enjoying the sights, the sounds, the smells, and the tastes at the Big E. They had the crazy burger breakfast sandwiches and then on to Harpoon Brewing where the governor got an India Pale Ale and a UFO white beer for Lieutenant Governor Polito. You know, there's a uh, Instagram page called Springfield MA Sucks. Yeah. Right? And it's got all these videos of things that happen around the lovely city of Springfield. Mm-hmm. There's a video of uh, somebody at the Big E the other night, uh, and you can clearly see it's the Big E that they're at and in, sure. inside one of those little patio you know the uh, it's like a patio uh setup sure like a like a like a wall it's like a wall that people can sit on okay and, you know so it, it, i think it's one of those like landscaping companies that did that to show their work all right you know well uh the camera pans over and there's a uh, a giant human surprise in the in the flower bed, Sim- similar to the one you saw at the very much <laughs> similar to the one I saw at the Walmart. In really? Delhi. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. There? Yeah, there. Definitely human. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would I would say it's uh, it's definitely. You uh, have a picture? Hum- I do. I can uh, I can uh, see if I can show you here real quick. Yeah, please uh, do. 
But I was like, uh, ew, ew, ew. Here you go. Here's a, I don't want to, uh, what if I can get the, uh, the video to play down here because of the signal. Yeah, probably but not. Just, but just trust me. See, th- see this little flower bed that's here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he pans the camera over, and there's a big, uh, there's a big surprise there. No mm. kidding. Yeah, and it's like there's a bathroom like everywhere down there. You got, you, you know, know like, like a bathroom uh, every twelve feet. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason for you to do that. And and in that area, it looks like there was a bathroom like nearby because I think there's a building right near there that they could have done. But how disgusting is that? You know what? It would even be too gross if you went into like the Mallory Building next to a cow and and dropped it there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would be that would be disrespectful to the cow. Yeah, I bet you Gene Cassidy walked by that and said, "Hey, uh, one of you, come over here, wrap this up, and sell it for fifteen bucks." Outside. Will you stop? He did not. I'm just kidding. Sort of. <laughs> Got a couple of stories out of Northampton. Put it on a stick. Yeah, you put, can it, take put it, it on a with stick you. or yeah. offer like bacon bits, and then people yeah. will wait around forever. Oh, you know, once you deep fry it, you can't even tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about ruining your breakfast, folks. Blame Nagel on that. The Daily right, Hampshire Gazette. Fly vomit didn't do it for everybody <laughs> the other day. <laughs> the Daily Hampshire Gazette running a story right now about the problems with the Hampshire County wood shop at the jail. An FBI special agent has interviewed a former inmate at the Hampshire County Jail and House of Correction about allegations involving the jail's wood shop that were made in a recent letter to the editor published in the Gazette. According to city resident Lily Lombard, quote, I was approached by the FBI regarding an investigation into the wood shop. The agent from the FBI came to her home on September 7th. She was not home. He left his business card. And she spoke to him later on the phone. At this time, it's unknown if any particular person or group within the sheriff's office is considered a target of the investigation. But an FBI spokesperson said the agent is not allowed to comment. So I don't understand what the problem is. Well, I'm reading through the story here. And apparently, according to Lombard, the FBI special agent had read the letter to the editor in which she alleged that her brother, who served a two multi-year jail terms and was later released, was tasked with building furniture in the wood shop right. for the personal use of staff and administrators. Her brother worked 40 hours per week and earned 15 cents per hour, which adds up to $6 per week. Not enough to cover his weekly coffee expenses at the jail's commissary. Yeah, right. the, the issue is here. Uh, it's a lengthy story in, Gazette, uh, in the uh, Hampshire Gazette. The, yeah, the issue uh, that's here is that th- there there's an accusation that th- this worker, this person who was a who was a, a pr- an inmate at mm-hmm. the at the jail, yeah, was good with woodworking, you know. And then once they figured out that he was really good at it, every it was like uh, Andy Dufresne doing all the taxes at Shawshank for God, everybody. Yes, yes. This guy's making Adirondack chairs for uh, everybody and their brother who works up at the Hampshire County Jail. So again, for personal use. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That, that, yeah. and that's what it is. There is a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Kochi was the one that showed me this thing. It's a website through the state that you can actually buy and purchase the furniture. I had a couple of the, those Adirondack chairs. Right. So you made you, a cedar. Fantastic. Yeah, and you can and you can buy that stuff. This sounds like it was being used. Uh, internally without the use of that website. Uh, and this guy, who was good at woodworking, 
you know, working his ass off making all this furniture, mm-hmm. and uh, ipso facto, this guy doesn't get paid for any of his work, and uh, that's that's the deal. Well, you get paid, just not very much. Listen, we know the sheriff. Yeah. I'm sure there's a perfectly logical explanation about this, and I'm well, th- sure it's this no This isn't big... Hamden County. This oh, is Hampshire County. Hampshire County. This is the Hampshire County. This is, uh, what's his North name? Northampton. Oh, That's okay. the, the... I don't know uh, Sheriff Kaylane at all, and uh, but the, you would never find these kinds of uh, shenanigans under Nick Coach. I could tell you that right That's now. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, he was the one who showed me the website. Uh, yeah, you can go buy this stuff online. That's right. And it's all sanctioned by the state. Because uh, Nick Coach is a stand-up guy. What's not sanctioned by the state is uh, if I went to if I went to the sheriff and said, hey, psst, give, you, give you 50 bucks. Can you give me an Adirondack chair? No, no problem. That fifty bucks doesn't go anywhere, but into the pocket. Listen, of a I don't, don't, I don't make those kinds of allegations. No. Well, well so I got to tell you though, the Adirondack chairs that I got were fantastic, very comfortable. What color? Wood. Because <laughs> they do come in all sorts of colors too, but maybe they don't do the paint jobs in yeah, the jail. No, this, this was cedar, and I didn't want it to. I didn't want it painted because then you'd lose the. The, uh, the smell and joy of mm-hmm. cedar. What's going on at that Hampshire County Sheriff's, uh, uh, that jail up there? Well, I don't I, know. A couple weeks ago, they had the guy that they uh, escaped from the thing, and then they didn't tell anybody about it, and then all of a sudden they found him. Oh, no, he was here all along. We got him. He was we, hiding. We, he was hiding. In a closet. And now they got furniture being made. It's like so, a furniture ring going on up at the Hampshire <laughs> County Jail. <laughs> is, is that like friendly competition between Nick Kochi and whoever the guy is running the Hampshire County Jail? I think you mentioned his name. Is that why Nick gave you this story? Hey, hey, you know. Nick didn't give me the you, story. Well, I thought you just said that. I'm no, sorry. I he said he gave website. me the website okay. to buy the furniture. Oh. Please don't say things like that because no. that misconstrues things. I I, I, that, mis- I misunderstood myself, so I apologize. Are you, are you trying to cause like a like a like a Raymore and Flanagan Bob's <laughs> discount furniture type of uh, thing here? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, maybe the Hampshire County is uh, like, hey, uh, we could compete with Bob's. I doubt it. Well, let me show you. You can get this whole living room set for 300 bucks. Come on down. Actually, it's come on up. The gel's up on top of it. Yeah, I know. I just, I just miss Bob. The second story out of Northampton from 22 News, a South Hadley man found guilty Wednesday of indecent assault and battery on a patient. According to the news release, Edward Kostek was convicted by a jury after a two-day trial in Northampton District Court. He was charged with three counts of indecent assault and battery on a patient who was in his care back in January of 2019. He was a physical therapist at Cooley Dickinson Hospital Rehab Services located in Northampton while treating a patient for neck injuries sustained in a car crash. Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that. I don't think your insurance will pay for it. Okay, someone say something. Well, I, I, just, I, I feel Steve like my sent pants me that, are down right here. Steve had sent me that story a few minutes ago, so I thought maybe there was uh, some commentary on that <laughs> I, forthcoming. I thought there was like a CO2 leak in the room for here mm. for a second. Hey, is hot coffee better for you than iced coffee? New study found out that, yes, hot coffee found to have higher levels of antioxidants than cold brew. Just smelling the hot coffee in the morning can wake you up and make you feel better, apparently. There is one benefit to the iced coffee. It's less acidic. I know, Steve, you have iced coffee every day, so it's easier on your digestive system and better for your teeth, but overall, hot coffee better for you than cold coffee when it comes to your health. Yeah, Good to know. 
I've never really cared much about my health to begin with, so it really doesn't matter. What are you well, that's not, you're the picture of health. That's not true, and you're back on your exercise regimen. You talked about that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you smoke a couple of joints, uh, six packs of cigarettes, <laughs> all along with that, you're fine. All right. And he's never felt better. Yeah. It's 843 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Are you ready to reduce?